So you want to up your game on social media, yes? And create more blogs, videos, go on webinars and even a podcast. But you have that little voice in the back of your head doubting your abilities and you've got a little imposter syndrome. Stay tuned as our guest has some real tips and advice on this and so much more. Welcome to Let's Get Social with me, Philip Twyford, the Curly Marketer, social media strategist and management. And me, Emer Duffy of Fit Social Media, your social media personal trainer. So if you're confused about social media or not sure what channels to use, well, we've got you covered on Let's Get Social. So not long now, Emer, you all set for Christmas? You're looking at me. You know I'm lastminute.com. Yeah. I do better, though, under pressure, Mr. T. You do. And sure, listen, doing this show with me, you're constantly under pressure. Isn't that right? Yeah. Everyone yeah. keeps telling me they feel my pain. Anyway. Um, I feel your pain. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm trying not to. It's a great thing. You know, was it Panadol? Whatever's out there. I'll take it before I come on the show. Don't tell anyone who said that. Nope. Um, well, someone who has to keep you on your toes from time to time is myself, as you know, Mr. T. Yeah. And uh, time flies when you're having fun and no pressure there, hint, hint. Um, no Because I can't, still can't believe you've done 100 shows. Can you believe that? I, I still can't believe that. There you Congratulations go. Congratulations to us. Yeah. Did you, you have a big lie down after that? I say you did. did you? <laughs> no, I was signing autographs. Oh. oh. Yeah. The hey, kids. Sign. No one asked me for any autographs. No, I asked my kids to retire. <laughs> <laughs> well, anyway, talking of time um, and flying by, just like this show, if we don't move things along, we won't get talking to our special guest today. But um, I have a few tips here about your time and how you can do better with it and save it and all that kind of fun stuff. So you have time to go Christmas shopping like me. Wow. So uh, with Emer's experiences, the good, the bad and the ugly, tips, questions and even the odd quiz. So I have some of the best time saving tech for busy people like you, Mr. T. Yeah. How do you stay focused? Well, how do you stay focused? I don't tell me, Emer, please. <laughs> you seem to tell be asleep me. today. <laughs> well, this might help. Um, it's this kind. It's called Stay Focused. It's not an app. It's actually a Chrome extension, right? Which shines a shocking amount of light on how much time you actually spend doing nothing. That that brings me back to last week. Remember your little gift of nothing. You've you've got a very big memory, haven't you? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. All right. Thanks very much. Anyway, (laughs) moving on, this can actually, you can use it to block access to certain sites, you know, while you're doing some working hours. So, you know, the way you kind of want to keep track of things and then, you know, it's like squirrel, something distracts you. This actually keeps you focused. So you can actually stop being distracted. So that's why it's called stay focused. Very good. And the next one I have is called Boomerang. And no, it's not the Boomerang app that you can take short bursts of photos and stitch them together into like, a, you know, that little loopy f- videos you get. For um, stuff. Yeah, 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 yeah. Mostly Amazon uh, and Amazon. I have Amazon and nothing on the back of my head now. Um, Instagram, sorry. Um, this. <laughs> are, you, are you listening, Jeff? Oh, my head's away today. Um, anyway, this boomerang, right, is going to save you time. How much of your working day do you spend writing and replying to emails, Mr. T? 
quite a lot. I'm trying to get better, but I am a bit of a, like kind of a see an email and I literally have a got reply, got reply, got reply. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Well, anyway, this will actually temporarily block incoming emails to avoid distraction. So oh. it has an option to allow emails from certain people like me. Um, but essentially, it's <laughs> I didn't hear that. But essentially, a handy email filter, which I think is actually quite a good thing. It, it, that actually is very good because, you know, even though I'm pretty tight, I don't kind of sign up for everything anymore. Mm. There's still the odd kind of spam thing sort of gets through, you know, and I, you kind of wonder, how did they get my email? You know, so. I, I thought I, you were hitting at me again, but anyway. No, um, not at all. You know, and I suppose, listen, speaking of time, it is now time for your favorite part of the show. I was going to say, can I use this boomerang to block um, social media jokes? Red alert! These are unblockable. <laughs> Okay, so it's my favorite part of the show. Oh, no, it's not. (laughs) Oh, yes, it is. It's the digital giggle. Okay, time is We have the guests laughing already. Can we move it along? Time is a ticking here, you know? Yeah, yeah. Okay. Well, Emer, as as we're talking time, did you know that I recently created a new product? And it's a belt made of clocks. Really? Really. No, unfortunately, the customer feedback is really bad. Everyone is saying it's a waste of time. <laughs> <laughs> that really is a waste of time. You still got the Christmas crackers box already, have you? Well, definitely there's something gone crackers. It's probably yeah. me, anyway. Probably yeah, I'm me. starting to think that. I, yeah, I yeah. have no words. I've absolutely no words in that. Um, I think the clock is ticking for the end of the digital giggle. (laughs) (laughs) But until I get my prayers answered, as ever, if you find today's joke anyway engaging and would love more of them, you are in luck. You can catch Philip's previous jokes and indeed our other shows by hopping on to the Let's Get Social show podcast on Podbeam, iTunes, Spotify and the Dublin South FM website. And as I always say, speed through the first three minutes and you'll be grand. (laughs) Or slow down and put the brakes on and listen to those jokes but listen oh. as Imer did say we do have a very special guest hopefully she is still with us all the way from <laughs> illinois after that joke and thankfully she is laughing in the background so great stuff um no we're delighted today to be joined by our good friend we were stephanie we're now steph steph callahan of callahan solutions business consulting and coaching and steph works with smart highly motivated, busy entrepreneurs to gain clarity on what they really want out of their business, blast through blocks impeding their visibility and sales, connect those dots to create successful business and marketing systems, and leverage every ounce of their brilliance in a way that is authentic and fun. And I have to say, uh, together with her client, Steph looks directly at your business. Yes, looks directly at you, Philip. Evaluates yep. your vision. I don't know what she makes of you. What is working and what's not working? I know what isn't working. And comes <laughs> up with a plan for you. I need a plan. <laughs> <laughs> so people who work with Steph report back greater clarity and focus, more visibility, more sales and profit. That's good. And greater peace of mind. Well, who doesn't need that? And without further ado, welcome to Let's Get Social, Steph Callahan. It's so great to be here. Thank you for inviting me. Uh, Listen, it's great. You're a brave woman to come on this show, I tell you. Um, Before we begin, did the giggle dig? I was going to say digital giggle. Did the giggle digital work for you? 
it's Friday. Give me a break. Um, maybe she'll give me some peace of mind. Um, did it work for you or should he work harder before the diet set in? Oh, you know, I enjoy every kind of giggle there is. You know, life life is about having fun, right? So the more fun we can 100%. have, the better. I'm there she with you, Steph. Wait, listen, yeah. he loves being on this show with me. It's so much fun, <laughs> Philip, isn't it? Oh, I know. That, that's, a, that's, a, that's a great response. That's a great yeah. response. Yeah. No, sure. Listen, you know, us social media communities, we just have to keep trying. Isn't that right? We're trying everybody's patience, possibly, until we yeah. get to the point where that, that, that's gone. But we'll keep trying. Yeah, well, know, I keep so. saying God loves a Twyford, but anyway. Yeah. yeah I think I he's wearing, I his patience is wearing thin at this stage. So, so anyway, less about you, Philip. Uh, so, yeah. Steph, more about you. It's great to have you with us. Can you share with us a little more about you and how you actually help your clients? Because we've only given a quick overview there. Um, we give away the good parts. Maybe you can tell us even better parts, as they say, you know. Oh, thank you so much for asking. Uh, I work with extremely smart, energetic entrepreneurs who are service focused and have the desire to do big things in the world. And I help them to confidently create a highly profitable, life-loving business of impact, meaning, and guilt-free freedom and fun, right? Mm -hmm. That fun is an important part. But Mm -hmm. their number one problem is that they're working harder than they'd like to. Mm -hmm. They're at a point in their business where they're moving really quickly, but they'd like to experience more growth without feeling like they need to give up the rest of their life to have it. Mm-hmm. And they went into business so that they could experience freedom and make an impact. Mm-hmm. But due to visibility blocks or money blocks or systems that don't serve them, they're not experiencing the joy they desire and deserve. And deep down, they know they're standing in their own way, but they don't know what to do about it. Now, some have experienced some really fast results in their business, but now they find themselves in this really painful place because the success that they've created has come back to hurt them. They're spending Mm -hmm. way more time in business than they want to, and they're doing things they may not want to do in the name of success, and they find that they've lost the freedom that they were seeking in the first place. And the saddest thing about all of this is that when they get sucked into working this way, they often find that they're lacking in other areas of their life. So sometimes their relationships may suffer or like my personal story, their health may start suffering or they have feelings of guilt because they're not spending time with their family in the way that they want to. Hmm. My clients are typically the ones that are peddling the hardest, but aren't necessarily getting the traction they need and want that lead them to the freedom that they ultimately desire. So I work with them on internal mindset as well as their outer strategy and tactics. And we remove all the blocks. I I have uh, one client that calls me the obstacle destructor. Nice. Right? Like that sounds really fun. Um, But we, we get rid of those blocks that keep them stuck and help them experience working in a world that is de-stressed and get out of their own way, leverage every ounce of their brilliance, Um, systematize their success so that they can work less, impact more, enjoy real freedom and business in their life. So maybe a couple of those time-saving ideas I mentioned earlier could be quite helpful. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Because we all get to... Sorry, Philip, you're going to say? (laughs) I was going to say, laughter is a wonderful stress reliever. You can can use... Uh, So is crying. So is crying. (laughs) 
Um, like it's 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 very interesting stuff what you're saying there because obviously myself and Emer um have both been on entrepreneurial journeys mm. um mm-hmm. at one stage in our careers and um we both understand that you know like you, there is a sort of this kind of misnomer around being an entrepreneur that yeah it's great to work from home etc but then the reality sets in when maybe the phone isn't ringing or mm. you're trying to chase for business um and then you're sucked into social media paths mm. where it's literally everybody's saying you've got to hustle and work 24 mm-hmm. 7 sleep mm-hmm. and you got to be on every platform yeah mm-hmm. and sleep mm-hmm. for lo- you know and uh and it's very easy yeah i can i can understand you can suddenly then become like this cloud in in the head as mm. to mm. what do i do i can't work any harder and, I'm mm. not going- yeah. and you haven't got enough time either right yeah right you know? So, I mean, that that's hard because then the extra pressure now is to be visible and be online and all that kind of stuff. Yeah. So um, I think what Steph is uh, going out there and doing is a real bonus for anyone that mm. really feels they need someone to give them more clarity and make yeah. them feel a little bit less stressed, you know? Um, well, well, like certainly like from from reading your, your excellent story and what you do, Steph, I think before we move on to the topic of imposter syndrome, I think um, in your experience, the need for someone like yourself, like a a mentor, a person that can coach someone through the fog, I think it's becoming more and more important because Mm -hmm. I think there's too many business owners either are running a small business or they're entrepreneurs on their own that mm-hmm. think they can do everything where someone who can bring a bit of clarity to kind of say, listen, make a couple of changes, take a step back or relook at something I think can be a real lifesaver, oh, yeah. you know, um, mm. like speaking of imposter syndrome, it is such a huge topic. And I think every, like we've had some leading influencer guests in the social media sphere that we have looked up to from social media who've all said to us oh they still kind of have a touch of imposter syndrome mm-hmm. in, your, in your experience Steph, is there something that can hamper people's confidence when it comes to going on social media whether it's on video or maybe writing their first blog and and how do you define imposter syndrome well let's let's start with the definition because i think that would be helpful yeah um Imposter syndrome is when we experience that not good enough phenomenon. Mm. It it reflects that belief that you're inadequate or incompetent, despite the evidence that you're skilled and successful. And this phrase, this phenomenon, was actually defined by Pauline Rose Clance and Suzanne Imes back in 1978, um, where they did studies. And they said that those who struggle with imposter syndrome are highly motivated to achieve Mm. and maintain a strong belief that they aren't intelligent. In fact, they're convinced that they fooled everyone who think otherwise. So people that experience imposter syndrome may say these types of things to themselves. Am I doing enough? Will my results hold up to scrutiny? Am I the best person for the job? And in my work, I've observed 
many with imposter syndrome that have a subconscious fear of being found out or mm-hmm. when they're in a room of smart, accomplished people, maybe a networking event, they believe they're the least qualified. Mm-hmm. Um, and they mm-hmm. may be hesitant to go speak to somebody that's maybe a little more well-known in their area or anyone in the room for that matter. Uh, yeah. They may price their services too low because they don't believe that they deserve to be paid appropriately for the, what they do. Or they, and this is kind of ties to the social media part of your question, they experience visibility blocks and money blocks that keep them from delivering their services to the highest degree that they can because they can simultaneously overperform in one area and underperform in another. And the amazing thing here is that over 70% of people will experience at least one episode of imposter syndrome in their life, right? So, and and if that weren't enough, um, people who work alone, people who are members of marginalized groups, people in rapidly changing fields like uh, technology or medicine, mm-hmm. and people in areas that are creative, like speaking, music, writing, art, they all experience an even greater percentage of these experiences. And- wow. A lot of people feel guilty about that, but I want to also share that there are many well-known people like Albert Einstein, Maya Angelou, who have expressed struggling with imposter syndrome. And there are a lot of other examples of that. Imposter syndrome is often described as that gnawing feeling that you're out of place, the anxiety of not knowing whether you're living up to expectations and even the inability to say thank you to compliments. And all that is going to impact the choices you make around how you participate on social. Mm. I was going to say, sorry, Philip, I was going to say that sometimes people, you know, I don't know whether it's the Irishness, you know, it could be Mm. other countries, people are like this, but, um, you know, somebody goes, oh, that's a lovely shirt you wear. And they all go, and you go, you don't Just like to take the comments? Yeah. <laughs> you think I, no, I can't say that, you know. Um, yeah. You know, uh, and again, I think the fact, Steph, that you were saying about, like, if, when you do, say, venture on to doing videos or writing the blogs, um, um, you you want to make sure all your I's are dotted and your T's are crossed, as they say. I think that's where people are kind of fearful because they don't want to be scrutinized for maybe mm. something they maybe missed out on or they didn't phrase very well, you know, and that's where your confidence, I think it's all down to confidence, isn't it? Yeah. And probably I'd be interested in your perspective, Steph, on this, like, I suppose we all have that kind of fear of being judged. Yeah. You know, um, oh, you look stupid or uh, that was really, you know, I hate how you write. And and I suppose it's trying to get past the thing that, you know, you, you can't please all of the people all of the time, mm-hmm. you know, yeah. not everybody is going to like your stuff, no matter what you do. Um, so I was going to ask Steph then, it, you know, you've got this feeling in your, you know, your head and your, and your stomach and everywhere else. Um, how, how would you know if it's actually starting to show up in your life, you know, this imposter syndrome, how do you know, is there warning signs that you kind of actually just say, well, God, no, I can't go on video today and I was supposed to do a live and I can't. And, you know, are there signs that you can sort of, you know, take steps to kind of take yourself back and, you know, and grind yourself a little bit, you know, maybe. Oh, absolutely. You know, 
Imposter syndrome is actually becoming more prevalent every day. And believe it or not, social media is a part of that. Many I'm not, media, I'm not surprised. Right? I'm say I'm not right? surprised because oh. I'll be honest with you, I'm the nervous video gal. I am like, God, no, I'm not getting in front of the camera. <laughs> well, it, and, and the other part of that is many social media users have, have created this, this voyeuristic environment where we can easily get caught up in what I love to call comparisonitis. Yeah. I don't think that's a real oh. word, but it's a word I'm going to use, right? Okay. We like it. We like it. Yep. And and I'm sure that, that we'll probably even talk about that as, as we go along today. But uh, imposter syndrome often shows up in our visibility blocks. So a visibility block is simply a belief that you knowingly or unknowingly have going on in your subconscious that's limiting your ability to get more visible. And visibility is critical if you want to grow a business. Mm-hmm. It, and, it, and visibility blocks are also sometimes subtle money blocks because the less visible you are in your business, the less people can find you and invest in your products and services. So I have a, a list of some common blocks. Should I roll through them really quickly? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So get ready. Get your pen and pencil ready. Let's see if any of these are familiar <laughs> for you. Um, those listening or, or Emer and Philip. Um, the common blocks, I'm going to go really fast. Okay. See if you recognize any of these. Not making the ask or call to action or offer. Fear of failure. Fear of success. Money issues or not enough money drama. Camera shy. Procrastination. Perfectionism. For example, you overplan or you need everything detailed out before you make a move. Overwhelmed on how to start. The this has already been done, quote, concerns, miscellaneous distractions, holding on to control. I don't have time for that. Or I can't <laughs> trust anyone. I'm the only one that can do this right. Foggy thinking, guilt that you will do more than someone you admire, desire to lose weight first. And side note, that's one that's frequently come up for me. Uh, okay. <laughs> for, for example, good, what good. if no one is interested? Um, overwhelmed with technology, feeling not good enough overgiving or over-delivering at your expense financially or with your health and time. Um, you will launch that next whatever as soon as you get your next degree, certification, or any other kind of documentation that says you've made it. You've been invited to be a guest on someone's show, and you put it off rather than saying yes, and so on and so forth. And believe it or not, that's the short list. Wow. Oh my God, I could tick a few of those boxes. They all resonate. <laughs> <laughs> and then you're going, oh God, I have to go and do a Facebook Live now. <laughs> I'm not ready. My hair looks awful. Oh. <laughs> so, um, wow. Um, that list is going to resonate with, has resonated with both of us, mm, Steph, and our mm. listeners, because we have all been there, you know, oh, I'll do it next week, or I'll wait till the sun is shining, which never happens really in Ireland. No. And, um, <laughs> um, okay, well, with that list that you've just hit, which is so on point, Steph, how would you recommend can people cope when those imposter syndrome challenges hit home and you know, and are stopping people. Is there little techniques that people can can use to certainly jolt themselves into action? Absolutely. You know, our feelings and behaviors, and there there are beliefs as well as benefits as well as costs to those feelings and behaviors to the actions we choose. Since imposter syndrome is caused in several different ways and presents both as overwork 
and underwork. And that's something that's really interesting because it can show up in both ways. There's no one size fits all approach to overcoming imposter syndrome. When I work with my clients, we identify specific solutions for their circumstances. But here are seven ideas for those that don't have a professional to work with their specific issues. So the first step is awareness. Mm. And that's largely what we've been talking about here today, right? Yeah. Some have described imposter syndrome like having a constantly crabby best friend in your head who just says mean things about you all the time. Mm. And I've even had <laughs> I've even had clients name that voice, right? And the good news is that once you recognize that voice, you can do something about it. And when people become aware that they have these chronic beliefs that are standing in their way, they can begin to work through the various reasons of why that's happening. So once they see the obstacles in their way, they want to take action and break free and get out of their own way because they realize that all the strategies and investments they're making in their lives and their business aren't going to work for them until they do. So awareness is really super key. And then the, the second one, decide to take aligned action to change your mindset. So all transformation begins with the decision to change. Understand how your current behavior is holding you back from the life you want and decide to take steps to support yourself. So remember I mentioned that that weight one, I kind of did a little aside earlier yeah. saying, yeah, that's one that's yeah, no, I know. been my issue in the past. Um, I, I have a story that I've, I've shared before and we won't go into detail on it here, but a number of years ago, uh, I had made a vow that I was going to share my, my health story because I almost lost my life at one point. And oh, wow. that vow turned into a media request. It turned into mm. a actually a magazine interview request where they wanted to come to my home. They were sending photographers from New York to my home to take photos and, and do a story. And when I was asked to do this, I immediately froze. I was like, oh, photos? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Well, no like, way. I know. No way. I'm your voice in your head. I am the voice in your head. Right? I go, no. <laughs> but but I ended up, I said, you know, my commitment to sharing my story was more mm -hmm. important yes. than mm -hmm. my desire to hide full-length pictures of myself. <laughs> so I said yes yeah. and then panicked <laughs> while well, they came. But but I decided to I decided to take action. Um mm. Another and a third one is observe your negative thoughts. Often a person with imposter syndrome will have conversations in their head that they would never have with anybody else. So start recognizing when you're talking down to yourself mm -hmm. and then work towards changing that internal dialogue. So as you observe those negative thoughts, consider asking, does that thought help me or hurt me? Mm -hmm. And one technique that works really well for people that have these negative thoughts and that, that that nasty voice in their head is to try what's called what if up thinking. So think of that really big goal you have. And for many thoughts of what if it fails starts to permeate in their mind, mm -hmm. but you're not going to do that. What if rather than thinking about everything that could go wrong, you change your habits to visualize everything that could go well. Instead, sit for about five minutes and think of how amazing it will be when you reach that goal. So what if I excel? What if it's one of the best experiences of my life? What if it changes me in the most amazing ways? <clears throat> and then you just, you see it, you really feel it. And by visualizing yourself as a success, 
you can start to diffuse those fears and anxieties. Hmm. So um, that, that would be like, that would be a good actually strategy for if you are deciding to go uh, and do a, a video. Yes, uh, absolutely. Yeah. And you know that it has to be on your website or yeah. it has to be on your LinkedIn uh, and you know that you can't avoid it. So trying to get your mindset right can be half the battle. Oh, if if not two thirds of the battle, yeah. for yeah. sure, for yeah. sure. You yeah. know, or or you could treat it. Another technique is to treat it like an experiment. So if perfectionism, so I should remember overwork or underwork here with imposter mm-hmm. syndrome. So if perfectionism is one of your habits, yeah. this can be a great shifter for you. So when you experience new opportunities, you can say it's not change; it's an experiment. So by thinking of your project as an experiment, you can get past that analysis paralysis and get your projects live. And then you learn things and you can make modifications. You know, I always say that the people you're meant to serve can't be served if your ideas are always in incubation mode, right? Mm. So if, if you can treat as an experiment rather than it's done and it needs to be perfect, it's a way to, to help yourself move past some of that perfectionism. Yeah. Yeah. no, I was just going to say, I think, uh, I think you're spot on. I think if you can get your, your mind aligned with putting you into a sort of a, a more positive framework, like I know, like I've heard people say, you know, you, it's very hard to be, feel sad when you're smiling. Mm, right. right. You mm. know, if you sit up straight and you, you know, you're walking down the street and you have your shoulders back, it sort of even just puts you into a state of feeling confident um yeah like even though i we've worked from home because of 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 covid just probably like yourself steph you know rather than come into the office dressed in the pjs and the slippers and the dressing gown i get dressed as if i'm going into the office and even that's a relief it certainly is (laughs) yeah that would be a digital giggle wouldn't it yeah There's nothing wrong with my PJs or uh, our dressing gown. <laughs> too much information. Too much information. You know, but, but it's uh, your mind. No, no. It is down to your mind. It is hundred percent. Hundred percent. Yeah. Well, and you know, if that that so, we talked a minute ago about thank you, right? And that's a mindset thing as well, hmm. because if you find yourself shrugging off or downplaying a comment compliment or, or honor, you know, one thing, one really simple thing that you can do is just practice merely saying thank you Mm. without adding anything else to your statement. And that was one that took me a lot of practice because Mm -hmm. I used to want to downplay anything, you know, whether it was a compliment on the way that I looked or the clothing that I had or something that I did. Um, and I actually had a mentor a number of years ago, I was at a conference and someone had complimented me and I I did my thing where I I continued on. And he stopped me in the middle of the sentence and he said, Stephanie, just say thank you. Mm -hmm. And it was one of the most powerful pieces of feedback he could have given me in that moment. Because one thing that you can do when you just say thank you is actually take in what the other person said and honor the other person. Because when you kind of downplay it, you're downplaying what they said to you as well. So yeah. that's a really simple thing that you can practice on a, on a regular basis. 
Well, the Irish are a bit slow at doing that. We're very much, as Philip was saying earlier, I know this old thing, this shirt. You know, if somebody was to say, nice shirt, Philip. What are you going to say, Philip? (laughs) Yes, I know. It's a (laughs) normal. Oh, God. (laughs) No, no, you're right. I think um, we are, I suppose, well, particularly in in Ireland, I think we are, we're not great at taking compliments. When when people say, oh, that was, you did a great job there. Ah, listen, it's nothing. Yeah. You know, um, so I, I think I think you're right. I think mm, it's mm. I think it's a case of uh, um. Before we move on to the next question, Steph, just a, as a side note, um, do you feel when it comes to imposter syndrome, is it helpful to people even to say in their wallet or something, um, to have like a, an affirmation card, where there may be some kind of like a line or a few sort of positive words to say that, you know, today. You know, you're empowered. You can do this, or 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 whatever. Just that, if you have a sort of a, a little sort of a, a wobble, you can have a look at this and just get refocused and use your breathing, etc. Oh, absolutely. Uh, you know, there's there's a lot of different kinds of phrasing that we can use. Affirmations. I am fill in the blank are really powerful uh, for people where they've tried affirmations or affirmations, and they feel like they're lying, um, because that does happen to a number of people, especially when they first start. Mm. Switching to affirmations is actually really successful for them. So rather than I am successful, um, you switch it to a question. Why am I so successful? And what's interesting is that when you ask that question, it works in your subconscious, your subconscious actually works to start answering that question and you come up with more ideas. So sometimes mm. affirmations are really empowering for people and sometimes affirmations are really empowering for people. Um, you can also use declarative statements. I declare that I am going to have a good day. Um, you're kind of stating the day or your intention of the day. And there's a, there's a lot of different um ways of state making statements that can support your your subconscious and your mindset to be more successful with what you do. Yeah, actually, that might lead into what I was going to ask you, you know, as um, you know, every day people can't avoid it, you know, is that the SM word, social media, um, and you're trying to run your business and you're maybe mm-hmm. not having a great day. And then you're thinking, Okay, I uh, today I uh, have nothing I can say. I am afterwards. I'm not. Uh, I am not in a good mood. Say you know, and you can't mm-hmm. try and get it around. You can't change it over, and you know you have to maybe be on social media and you need to post something. Would it be an idea for you to reach out to your audience with a poll or maybe a little survey or even just a single question and just ask them? something that might get you to feel a little bit better. And then you've got ideas then of what to post, you know, they kind of trigger something in your head to sort of, you know, you know, do you know what I mean, Philip? It's like, you're, yeah. you're looking and saying, look, you know, I'm running out of ideas of what, to, you know, my imposter syndrome is sitting in now and it's like, really, I can't think of what mm-hmm. next to write about in a blog, you know, is yep. it a way of kind of bringing your confidence back up by asking a question or to, to then bolster and go, do you know what? I actually do know what to, to post yeah. right now. You know, that way, yep. is that a way of getting over your imposter syndrome? Sorry, I just oh. go around the houses, but you know what I mean? 
you know? Well, absolutely. It, it's, it's a great strategy because teaching someone what you know or becoming a mentor in one way or another, and you can do that through social media, mm-hmm. it's easy to forget how far you've come over time. So when you teach or you mentor, you can remember what it's like to not know something and recognize mm. that learning is on that continuum. So mm. the more you may have more to learn, right? And and a lot of people with imposter syndrome will say, well, I have to learn this before I can do this. Yeah. And by asking your audience questions, it reminds you, okay, but I do know these things that they need help with. Mm-hmm. And you can see where your knowledge is already valuable right here, right now. And mm-hmm. there's always going to be that instance, always. I've I've never had a client where they didn't already have something within them that could help somebody else. And rather than letting your fear of imposter syndrome take over, you go and you take inspired action, right? Every time you seek perfection or let fear create procrastination, you hold someone else up from having the breakthrough that they need. And when you hold back, you're robbing the world of all that you have to offer. So instead, I would encourage everybody to carry themselves in a state of service and start helping your audience with what they need. And a really great way to do that is to ask questions. Hmm. And, you know, I I mentioned a a minute ago about comparisonitis. Can we talk about that for a minute too? Certainly. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, Well, I'm not going to compare myself to Philip in any way. (laughs) <laughs> Please don't. We want so much of our professionalism on the show. <laughs> yeah, that's true. That's true. Yeah. Well, so sometimes people will go out onto social media with really good intentions of hmm. publishing that content, of going live, of doing a reel on Instagram or doing a TikTok or, or what have you. You know, just simply posting their thoughts on Facebook, you know, a million different yeah. ways that you can go online. And but what happens is then they they get into comparisonitis because they get onto social media and they start scrolling instead of publishing immediately. Yeah. Right? yeah. And Emerson says envy is ignorance. And he suggests that every time you do, you're losing a little bit of yourself. So you're not here to live somebody else's life. So I'd encourage you to evaluate how much you're comparing and consider turning off those sources um, some familiar sources of comparison, you know, are all the, all the social media sites. Um, uh, and also biographies of successful people can cause imposter syndrome to crop up as well. But replace that comparison time with learning to respect your own experiences. And as you're participating in social media, evaluate how you feel. Mm-hmm. So if you're uplifted and encouraged and excited, then you're following the right people. But if you feel worse about yourself, it may be on time to unfollow a few and it's totally okay to unfollow people for a short period or a long period. I know with Facebook, they have like a snooze for 30 days function. Yeah, I, um, I did try. I have tried that with a couple of people. You know, not and, looking and, at anyone. <laughs> yeah, I, I've set up my, my account that I can't be snoozed ever. <laughs> news proof. He is news proof. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Hideous jokes aren't, but anyway. Um, but, but, you know, there's there's something to be said for really being conscious and intentional about I think you're so right because you know what you can't be someone else you can only be yourself and I know it takes a while to warm up to the idea of you know what I have to you know decide I do have to go in front of the camera and I do have to you know show what I can do and you know what might be helpful to someone else who maybe isn't you know 
savvy, uh, wants, uh, finds what you normally, you know, have been bringing out every so often interesting and you cannot be someone else, um, because it just won't resonate then. And you might get an unfollow then, you know, that way it's just, you can't be somebody you're not, you know, you can't, you can't be like, I don't know, Philip, you can't be like, uh, I'm trying to think of a comedian. (laughs) Um, I've gone black by myself. (laughs) Oh, we'll have to come back to one of them. Um, But it is, you can't, you can't be, you know, I can't be the social media comedian because Philip can. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Like, I, like I think, no, I think it's a, it's a very well made point. Like, I think social media is a fantastic tool to showcase mm-hmm. and communicate, create community. But it is also, I think, for a lot of business owners, we all use social media. Like, one of the influencers that I would follow on social is Gary Vaynerchuk, who you, mm-hmm. you probably know, Steph. Mm-hmm. But the amount of content that Gary V puts out, like it's literally 24 seven and he has a video, he's on his plane and mm. it's like two in the morning and he's hustling and he's grinding. And, and if I tried to compare myself to him, I would burn out and I've become Literally. extremely yeah. disillusioned. But mm. I, and I think what happens is to a lot of business owners is that they don't realize that Gary Vaynerchuk started at a certain point. Mm-hmm. But now he has, he's got a personal videographer. He's got right how a few thousand people working for him. So he can spend all his time doing that because all the other aspects of his business are being taken care of. Right. And I think, uh, so I think it's a case of just trying to um, understand that it's not a sprint. It's a marathon. There yeah. has to be an element of patience mm-hmm. to a certain mm-hmm. extent. Mm-hmm. Um, and don't put pressure on yourself to be, like that yeah like the way i always approach it and we've chatted about this email is that if you for example like what we are doing here now we are recording a radio show which has turned into a podcast Mm -hmm. we're sharing our thoughts we're on audio we're not but we have got over the imposter syndrome of doing that yeah Mm -hmm. So the next stage now is obviously putting this through like a a video scenario. And that's the next stage. And Emer has fallen down. (laughs) (laughs) I heard that chair fall in the background. (laughs) Um, Just give me a little bit of a, you know, window of warning, as I say, you know. Yeah. yeah. You know. Um, Steph, you, you wrote a very interesting blog called How to Improve Your Neuroplasticity plasticity for business growth. Would mm-hmm. you talk us through that concept? Sure. I'd, I'd love to. Working with your neuroplasticity is a, a, a really another great way to help you manage your imposter syndrome. So yeah, the, the brain can change much easier than we originally believed it to be possible. And neuroplasticity is the process of change that your brain has in its neural pathways and synapses. The changes occur as a result of your behavior, your environment, or your neural processes. So your brain is continually forming or strengthening existing neural connections throughout your life. So let me give you an illustration to kind of help you understand that rather than, you know, these brain terms, right? Mm -hmm. Um, So I want you to visualize when a variety of people walk over or drive over the same ground 
over and over again. Grass and other vegetation are worn down mm -hmm. and eventually a footpath or a rut is created. So you can visualize a dirt path that's just mm, trampled down. And over time, other people see that worn down area and they follow the same path versus making a new one. That areas that aren't traveled over over and over again will have vegetation regrow and cover the one's existing path. But the areas that are gone over and over and over can get deeper and deeper ruts into them as people continue to walk over that same ground. Your neural pathways are kind of like those footpaths or those ruts. Your brain does what's called synaptic pruning. And this process deletes the neural connections that are no longer necessary or useful and strengthens the ones that it deems more necessary. And it deems them more necessary because of the repetition. So this is where that idea of use it or lose it comes from. The more you practice something, whether it's positive or negative, a belief, a skill, an exercise, or a talent, the stronger that connection becomes in your brain. And at the same time, unused neural pathways break apart. So that also means that the stuff that you don't repeat becomes more difficult because of weak neural connections. So when you actively apply the concept of neuroplasticity to yourself or your business, you're able to become a better leader, a better at sales, more creative. You get to choose the neural pathways you want to create. And that can be habits that you create. That can be making the voices in your head more positive. Um, it, there's there's a lot of different ways that you can use neuroplasticity to your advantage. So I was going to say, it's a bit like, you know, you know that you're going to sort of say to yourself, right, I'm going to do a little vid video series or something like that. The mm -hmm. more that you do, the better you're going to get. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Um, you know, th th there is this phrase, practice makes perfect. Yes. Right? Now, yeah. I will say that you do have to make sure that you're practicing the right things. So if you are practicing, I'm never going to be able to do this right. I'm never going to be able to do this right. I'm never going to be able to do this right. That's going to become your belief and your actions, right? So yeah. you want to make sure that you're practicing things mm -hmm. that are going to be beneficial for you. And that's where it's it's really exciting to know that we have that ability that the brain is plastic. That's a weird phrase because I'm not mm -hmm. talking about you know the the plastic cups we drink out of. No, um, no. But that means that it's it's flexible and that it can change mm -hmm. over time. And so the empowering thing to that is that we have the ability to continue to develop even into our later years. And so absolutely, you know, with, with that nervousness about doing video, there are a lot of different things that you can do to help yourself become more and more positive with every video that you create. Yeah. And I was going to say that's like you every week, Philip, yeah? Hundred percent. My brain is completely plastic. You know, kind of. It's uh, it just molds itself. <laughs> so, you know what? Um, it's as you say. It's like you know, you start out and you go, "Oh, I'm not too sure about doing this," and then you say, "I'm going to actually give it a go." You could actually maybe do the strategy, Philip. You would say of practicing just doing video and not putting it out and just relooking it. Yeah. You know? Yeah. I think. I think exactly as you're saying, Steph. I think if you practice on the things that matter. So in the case of someone who is maybe nervous about going in video and just setting up your iPhone, doing a few practice videos, 
watching your get comfortable to watch yourself back and mm-hmm. then delete them and then get into mm-hmm. the process where then maybe mm-hmm. you might show it and send it to a friend who give you positive interaction and feedback. I'm always there for you, Emer. <laughs> send them on. <laughs> um, and then eventually then you will get to the point where like, because I know, you know, you for those that have really kind of um, great customers, um, a warm community, mm. sometimes that sense of, um, uh, I suppose, just being human and being mm. nervous when mm-hmm. that comes across that genuine sort of, you know, I'm nervous guys, but I want to share the story as well. A bit like <clears throat> you sharing your story, Steph, when you had the the photography crew came over, people you'd be surprised actually will rally around you mm. even more because they're nervous. Like I know we both know managing directors, CEOs who literally, if you say we're going to do a video and they crumble. Right. Yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. Oh you Yeah. Know, it's amazing, but um, I, I, but then you know sometimes you you know you're right there and you're thinking say no I'm going to have to say no, you know yes. I'm going to have and mm. then have you any tips there and how to say no in a nice way, Steph? Oh sure, well, you know can I can I give a couple tips just on what we talked about and then go into that? Sure, certainly, yeah. yeah. Okay, so because you you raised a really good point about recording a video. And, and not sharing it with anybody. There's a couple other things you could do like that that mm-hmm. get you a little closer to live streaming. Mm-hmm. So um, you can FaceTime or WhatsApp with a friend mm-hmm. so that you're used to being on screen to screen with somebody. Um, and Facebook will even allow you to go live with doing a broadcast to only me. Yes. So That's you can you can yes. choose you can choose to broadcast just to yourself. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Nobody else yeah. even needs to know that you've gone live. Me, myself, but, and I. <laughs> yeah, but that allows you not only to get used to being on camera, but it gets mm. allows you to get used to any of the technology because there's a lot of people that are technology um, insecure, technology phobic, and so by broadcasting just to you. You can get used to those controls before you might open it up to other people. So there's baby steps that you can take along the way. Mm-hmm. Plus, you're going to consider like lighting because you don't want to show your 10,000 chins. Right. Um, yeah. You know. You have those too. <laughs> I do. <laughs> <laughs> you know, Philip's looking at me going, God. Go on, let's get in front of the camera and stop. I can I can see no chin, Zimmer. I, oh. I, I just see your smile. Christmas must be coming. Christmas must be coming. Um, this I have to say, uh, Steph, this has been a real kind of I think confidence boost. Um, I, I'm speaking for myself now because it is a challenge. I did say this year I would go on camera and. Time flies when you're having fun. Um, and I haven't. So I'm planning to go on camera in the new year. So well, I, I it, if if it helps at all, I know that before we started recording, we got on live video and we saw each other and you have a great background, you have a beautiful face. You know, I don't see why. Um, from the <laughs> outsider looking in that you wouldn't want to do that more. Uh, I will stream only to you, Steph. <laughs> okay, that works. We can do that. <laughs> well, it's, it's the start. You know, watch the space, Steph. I think, uh, I think yeah. she will... T- she will take off and hit the roof uh, at the start. Hit the roof, <laughs> hit the road. 
as she said after my last digital gig I'll be like, I can't take anymore I know I know you see my face now you yeah. know um, um, do you have any um, do you have any other uh, things that might sort of inspire people Steph you know trying just to get over that imposter syndrome because you know um, you could be sitting at home and sometimes you know you've only yourself to talk to you know um, yeah it's it, it can be a bit challenging and then you and then you kind of get stuck into doing something and then you go oh sure I'll do it tomorrow I'll do that video tomorrow what yeah, what what what, so what can you kind of uh bring somebody back and make them say you know um nope you can do this and here are three little steps that will get you focused um and able to move forward you know well, I'll, I'll invite you. So we, we talked about neuroplasticity and we talked about imposter syndrome today. So I do have two um, fairly robust posts out on my site um, oh, with both of those great. things. So stephaniecallahan.com imposter, slash imposter syndrome mm-hmm. will get you to the one on imposter syndrome and stephaniecallahan.com slash neuro, N-E-U-R-O, mm-hmm. will get you to the one on neuroplasticity. Mm-hmm. Um, and that can that can uh, give you some answers and and some things to think about where you can get specific to your circumstances. Because like I mentioned, um, it's it's not a one size fits all thing. We Mm -hmm. all end up in these circumstances for a variety of reasons. And some of those reasons date back all the way to when we were in diapers, if you can believe that. Mm -hmm. So if, you know, looking at those articles can be helpful for you. Mm -hmm. The other thing that I would say is, is our mindset how we perceive perceive the world around us, other people and our perspective on ourselves and how we fit in impacts how we feel and the actions we choose to take. And it's 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 complex and it's multi-layered. And the great thing to understand about mindset is that it's our inner game. It doesn't mm-hmm. rely on anybody else. We don't have anybody else, have to have anybody else in order to make adjustments that we want to make for ourselves. And we get to choose what thoughts to have. So at any given point, we can change our own story. And we have this amazing tool in our mind that allows us to create new stories and new ways of carrying ourselves. So we can say no to suffering and feeling not enough. And we can say no to working against ourselves. Mm-hmm. And we can say yes to taking aligned action, picking up opportunities and helping ourselves. And even if you've experienced imposter syndrome your entire life, know that it's possible to overcome it and experience a business and a life filled with joy and freedom. And if if you're interested, I'd love to help you explore how to do that. And uh, yeah. Do I, have you anything, have you any workshops coming up or anything, Steph? You know, most of the work that I do is custom one-on-one work Mm -hmm. with individuals. Mm -hmm. Um, And one thing that I do very differently than a lot of other coaches and consultants, um, I do not have a seven-step blueprint Mm -hmm. that people go through when they work with me. Um, I used to get irritated when I would buy these seven-step blueprints and I only needed four of the seven steps. Uh. Um, And that used to frustrate (laughs) me. So I was like, okay, I'm not going to cause that frustration in other people. That's a good point, actually. Yeah. Well, and and the work that I do is is very deep and very personal, right? Mm -hmm. And so we, we do establish a program there's very specific things that I work on with people. We decide that together. 
on what those things are going to be. And it's a, it's a joint effort in designing that program. And then we dive in and we really get to work. We identify the critical gaps between what you're doing and the vision you desire. Mm-hmm. And then you know, I, I help you connect the dots and create clarity and massive results and profit and impact and freedom. And you know the, the really cool thing for me is that my clients report shifts in their success in as little as one session. So- Wow, that's brilliant. If yeah. that sounds interesting to anyone, um, you're you're welcome to come to stephaniecallahan.com and just click on the work with me link and uh, fill out an intake form and we can have a conversation to decide if working together makes sense. I was you know, going to say, do you work with social media comedians? <laughs> absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> You know, yeah, I'll send you an email and I'll be blocked <laughs> straight away. So there we go. <laughs> well, listen, Steph, this has been a great conversation. Um, this has yes, been a indeed. topic that is uh, very enlightening and very mm. relevant to, to every business. And as we kind of start to move into 2022, exactly, you know, I've noted some of this, yeah, if not all of this advice, they can start to um to enjoy. So listen. Thank you so much again for coming on the show, Stephanie. Indeed. Yes, indeed. Thank you Stephanie. for inviting me. Stephanie, no doubt there will be even more we can discuss. So uh, we, we'll keep her number, Philip, yeah? Absolutely. We will We will come back around again. Yes, uh, definitely. To topic. Um, you know. so, so definitely, if you enjoyed today's show, you can catch it again and the other shows on the Let's Get Social Show podcast on Podbean, iTunes, Spotify, and of course, on the Dublin South FM website. So do please download and subscribe so you won't miss an episode. And all the stuff to say is I've been Philip Twyford, the Curly Marketer. And I've been Emer Duffy of Fit Social Media. And we'll see you again soon for more Let's Get Social. See you then. Bye.